I mean, it's, it's also, yeah, it, it's, it's to do with stretch and again with taking ownership, you know. The, the top level, if you, if you look and you're familiar with the logical levels by Robert Diltz, eh, the, the, the spiritual goal, the identity, the beliefs and the values, the resources, the behavior and the environment, money is nothing but a resource. And so your true happiness comes from a lot higher. Yes. It's from what is your spiritual goal and who are you? Mm -hmm. Um, which in my case translates into, if I have money, I will spend money. Yeah. If I don't have money, I feel exactly as happy. Yeah, there is it. not a minute I will not sleep because of worries about money. But and today with Corona, actually, of course, like any independent worker, like any company, you see like your revenues, bam, you don't even know what's may is going to bring what june is going to bring then there's the holiday which are traditionally empty months so i know that the bank account sooner or later will be like empty and if it's empty then it will be empty right but that should not affect me as an individual in living a life in being yeah. happy in yeah. in finding creative ways to kind of survive until things get better again yeah. and then they will they will get better and then there will be maybe a surplus and there will be too much until the next moment when we have a crisis, when it will be down again. And yeah. that's something that, that is valuable. And I mean, if, if people could like detach from that resource, yeah. Level, which yeah. is what is it that I have? Yeah. And what is that I can lose? Yeah. No, no, no. Just get back into what really matters. Who am I? What is my spiritual goal? Good evening, Hans. Good evening, Peter. How are you? And thanks for having me in your um, series of interviews. It's conversations, Hans. Thanks for your time. Now, Hans, these are special times. It's now the 21st of April. Um, yeah. What is the impact of the disease on you, your business, your mindset? Three, three, three questions at the same time. Yeah, indeed. That's a lot of questions in one go. But <clears throat> it may sound arrogant, but the impact is close to zero. Mm. In the sense that um, I, I used to work, I'm used to working from home. So yes. being at home is, is uh, second nature. Um, stuff I do on stage, I have really quickly transformed it into an online business. Um, but the, the essential part is, I think, when you are confronted with these sudden changes, you can either take ownership and say, okay, what is it that I can do? There is this saying that says when, when it storms, some people seek shelter and others build windmills. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm the kind of guy who builds mills and who starts looking immediately, okay, what are the opportunities? What can we do? What do we need to survive? And I very quickly adapt. So okay. the impact was relatively small, apart from the fact that around you, you see a lot of people who cope with this in a different way, which does not leave me untouched either. Okay. But um, yeah, fairly well. And living from one day onto another. But this is something I already did in yeah. a previous life as well. So, Do you believe that uh, the old normal is going, I mean, that there's going, people talk a lot about the new normal that the world have, will have changed after Corona. Do, do you think we'll have such a thing as a new normal? Because a lot of people are quite reluctant to change. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah well, I'm, I'm very much afraid that we will very, very rapidly fall back into the old normal as it was. Okay. Um, if you just, I, I mean, if I look at the reopening of Wuhan, that was over the edge. I mean, that could have been a modest reopening. Like, okay, let's let's live with the new <laughs> way of living. No way. If you see the street protests in the United States, people are eager to go back into business, business, business. If you look at the stock exchanges, everybody is waiting to get back into normal tax, uh, I mean, normal in the, in, indices, etc. So what I think is that 
those people who who take ownership and again i use the same word who decide that they have discovered valuable things in their lives which they had ignored before that they will they can decide themselves to to readopt them but sometimes i think of it like going on a holiday you know you go on holiday you're in tuscany or somewhere enjoying a glass of wine looking at nature nothing on your heads phones cut off etc and then you say like wow this is life you know and you know what honey when I come back, I'm going to take it a lot slower because, you know, we are always stressed, always in those traffic jam, always this, always that. We're going to do it. We're going to do it differently, shall we? And then you're back. And the first thing you do is you start reading your emails. You start scheduling meetings and you're happy to be back in the old scheme. So knowing how our, I'm not going to pretend that I know it, but I'm passionate by how our neurological system works. I think there is a lot more, that is required before people will rewire themselves mm-hmm. so i mean no i don't think we're going to go into a new normal it's so, going to business as usual very very rapidly unless of course this lasts for another year yeah. and i think people will start realizing that there is not much of another option and yeah you're you're, you're an nlp so neurolinguistic uh, programming expert um and one of the principles there is that people change their behaviors or their habits when they want to avoid pain or they want to gain pleasure. And especially the first one, avoiding pain, is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think or you believe that we, didn't ha- no, we did not have enough pain in order to change, I don't know, our lifestyle or something? Or um... Well, what is pain for one part of the world population is just normal for another part. I think this is quite obvious if you look at the debates that are slightly starting to raise now on what should we do, be more severe or be more open and and what is the price of a life, etc. So there are many, many opinions which make me conclude that there is still a large group of people who is really impatiently waiting Mm -hmm get things back to normal, obviously, understandably. And for them, the old normal is not about pain. It's about doing what they've always done. And and feel comfortable with this from another perceptual position, another point of view. You may say, like, this is really mad. The position we take when we are on holiday and we look at ourselves during the year, Mm -hmm. we say, like, is that me? And then we're back in that same position and we just keep on and we look back at the other position of being on holiday say oh it was cool it was really relaxing i needed this to be able to carry on that's what drives us that's what gives us our dopamine shots that's what makes us happy in the short term and now what 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 is happening now people are at home they cannot go out they cannot shop they cannot do anything at all almost so they get bored. Uh, you get depressions. You get, at least if you can believe the press and the media, uh, there is more violence in, in houses. There is, so people are not that happy now. So I think they, they might want to avoid the pain they're in now and get back yeah. to the old world, which is not necessarily better, yeah. but different. Interesting. Now, you're talking about you're actually an optimism and transformation coach or a happiness coach. Yeah. I mean, you're very passionate about transforming people and especially their mindset. Now, I mean, only only if they want it. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, now, what is now the situation about yeah, mindset and yeah, NLP? I know it started in the seventies, but. I mean, if you compare the situation today as 20 years ago, my perception was that yeah, 20 years ago, especially the area where we are living, yeah, that was not so common or mainstream. Whereas I believe right now, I mean, the things you are doing, especially after Corona, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are going to look um, to, I wouldn't say transform their lives, but but search for a coach for help to yeah to get out of that yeah situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So do you see 
yeah, a difference between now and 20 years ago or 10 years ago, a big difference? Well, it's, uh, it's interesting you ask. I mean, I, would go, I wouldn't go back 20 years ago or 10 years ago. I think something we have always seen and I've always seen even before Corona is that there are many people in a continuous search for a spiritual goal, for yeah. uh, change minor things in their lives, get, get, get to the next better version of themselves. Yeah. And mm -hmm. with one of the uh, initiatives, I'm, I'm um, quite passionately involved in the Brain Pirates. Um, we have every month, we invite just everyone who wants to come over for what we call a parlay. And in general, we are with somewhere between 10 and 20 people and we deliberately limit it to that audience, mm -hmm. that quantity. And if you, you hear every time again, people that are struggling with either something they have carried from their past into their current lives and it kind of limits them. Yeah. Um, or you have people with aspirations who are seeking for that magical button to kind of do it instead yeah. of dream about it. And, in my perception, what is happening now with Corona may for some people accelerate that process, mm -hmm. but, and really, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I would not overestimate the okay. larger audience. We are just, we think we rule the world, but actually we are just like most animals with a little bit of intelligence that more often we abuse than we use. And we just live our lives. And, and for many people, and then I come back to systems that are used in, in um, cognitive behavioral therapy and neuro-linguistic programming and other kinds of other methodo methodologies to help people transform. There are still a large group of non-believers, not because they don't believe it, but in my opinion, because they rather stick their heads into the sand and say like, no, no, it's good now. Everything else is bullshit. And it's their perfect right. Yes. I mean, if they think it's useful, they're right. If they think it's not useful, they're right as well. We all have our own perception of the world. Yeah. And the question is, of course, what does a world need to change a world population's perception? Okay. And I don't think it's COVID. Okay. Now, when and how and where did you actually discover that this is your passion, the whole transformation, coaching, mindsets? Is it something you already had when you were like a kid? You were fascinated by that? Or how, how did you discover that? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> it's, um, yeah. How do you discover these things? The first, I think that the question before that is, what is a passion and what is um, a true way of living and what is, what is it that you are versus what is it that you do? Mm -hmm. And if we take it to an identity level and to the even spiritual goal level on top, mm -hmm. I know myself as someone who in one way or the other has always been, let's say, passionate maybe, or I like to entertain people. Yes. To inspire people to make them laugh to make them happy um, that's something I have by nature since mm -hmm. I was a kid at the same time when I was a kid I was very closed certainly between let's say 14 and, and, and 18 19 years and even later I was like in my own little sh shell you know mm -hmm. um, but then you know so this is the the part that is probably genetically determined you know and also by role models that you see that that kind of mold you between the age of 0 and 7 when your brains are still in running in these theta wave yes. modes like yeah. hypnotically mm -hmm. and so you you grab you evolve yeah. and, and yeah. you say look okay and then in the end you say okay that will probably be me <laughs> right yeah. and then you move on in life and i have always been um, a person of options. So never with a, a specific goal, like a specific target, like I want to make this, I want to do that. But I could do this, but I could also do that. And if it's not that, then there may be something else. So that is a meta program. It's kind of something that people have. Some people love to live with a f strict objective and a structure. I'm more the kind of guy who's, who's in options. Okay. So 
throughout my life, I have lived from one option into the other, starting as an employee, um, giving, resigning after six months, starting a company in Spain, go back to Belgium, start another company in Belgium, go completely broke, situations where some people might have a mindset, oh, look, and it's their fault, and it's his fault, and it's my partner's fault, etc. that I'm now with a debt of several millions, but okay, you take ownership, I said, well, that's the situation, let's do something with it. You start something else, you succeed, you start another business, you succeed, you meet people, you can do what it is that you like to do, inspire people, give shows, um, whether it's sales communication, communication, whatever. So it's a series of things where you say like, I feel good. Yeah. What I do is me. Now, whether I do a company in Spain or a company in Belgium, the one in paintings, the other in industrial design, now it's more technology, that doesn't really matter. The identity that drives it all has always been consistent, yeah. consistently me. And then from that perception, that kind of, you know, at a point in life you say like, Jesus, what, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. Why do I believe what I believe? Why do I succeed in overcoming all the hurdles in life mm -hmm. relatively well? Which was the point where I started to be very interested in how it all works in our hearts and our minds. Mm -hmm. When I started to really deep dive into NLP, into CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, into hypnosis and yeah. stuff like that, to really understand what influences our minds, what makes us who we are. And if there are things that we don't really like, how we can change them mm -hmm. unconsciously and consciously. Because yeah. I strongly believe, even though I'm, I know myself as a very pragmatic mm -hmm. person, you know, I need to have proof that something works. But I have over the years become very conscious that very often you don't even need to search for an explanation. Nope. Things just happen. You can yeah. reprogram yourself very easily without even having to know, shit, what happened? No, yeah. you just see, wow, something changed. Yeah. The power of the unconscious mind and of the cells and of everything we have in us is like tremendous. Yeah, it's like, an, it's like a NASA computer compared to the yeah. conscious mind, which is like a, a small calculator. Eh? A lot of people don't yeah, know that. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, and this is where... What I, because before we started this interview, we were talking about what I fill my days with. Well, I filled my last, the past week with webinars on Microsoft Teams yeah. uh, a couple of years ago when the GDPR was in. I threw myself into GDPR. And it's not particularly because GDPR excites me or because yeah. Teams excites me or because Azure is something that's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's more the idea of, look, there is a bunch of people who would like to do something with that. They just don't know how, mm -hmm. they don't grab it, and what they see is far too complicated. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take it, I'm going to rework it, yeah. I'm going to put it in something they can work with. Yeah. And whether it is what I call luxury prostitution, <laughs> which is the customer has something and hires me to translate it into something digestible, yeah. or whether it's stuff I do myself, like with the brain pirates, where yeah. we work on the mind not because someone asks us, but because we have someone who comes to us and says like, this is what I'm struggling with. What can I do? And facilitate that is more or less the same yeah. thing. So it's always the same individual, passionate by, by not helping. I don't like the word helping, but by sure. facilitating the path yeah. to the next okay, okay. thing someone can do. And what's wrong with the word helping? No, it, there's nothing wrong with the word helping, but helping means, it, no, I'm actually, it's difficult. I mean, helping in my perception sometimes means that someone has an, an issue or a yeah, problem yeah. No, yeah, and people don't necessarily need to have a no, problem. No, no, they no. might have an aspiration. They might no, be perfectly no. happy and say like, I would like to do something. So I, I prefer facilitation yeah, or yeah, yeah. guide or whatever, but it's Serving. just a personal opinion. Yeah, something like that. Now, you just mentioned you, uh, wow, more than 30 years ago, you started your own company. So you, you worked actually as an employee for six months. Why did you yeah. quit? Because you hated working in a corporation for somebody else and you wanted to be a boss or Probably, what drives you? Yeah, 
again options you know okay. and very um, and this is another interesting thing that you have people who and it's okay who plan everything up front you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 18 i'm going to study then at 22 i'm going to have my degree i'm going to have a job then at 25 i'm going to build a house then i'm going to have a wife kids etc and i'm going to try and keep my job for me life is like a, a big luna park <laughs> where you have a lot of things to try out and so my first six months as an employee were cool i learned a lot of things and then it was just very impulsive you know i wasn't even thinking about jesus but if i resign i won't have anything any funding from government or whatever no again you take ownership you say this this is not what i want to do even if it was what i wanted to do so it's not like i'm gonna uh, flee away from it but rather like okay i've done it it's not really that exciting so what else could i do okay and so when after six months i went to my boss and i said so what about my future here because i, I was really earning nothing <laughs> i had no company car and i had the impression like most starters <laughs> that i was doing a hell of a job nice <coughs> projects and, and so so that was my perception of the world like hey i'm valuable to the company and my boss said yeah maybe you are but be patient and then i just said i'm not patient and i already had my letter with me i said there it is and he says you're you don't even know what you're starting you're going to bump into walls and he was right <laughs> but it was a cool learning process okay so and then ever so, since yeah. i never felt to work for a boss again okay. so it's a, yeah. i'm a freedom fighter <laughs> yeah when did you i mean get that idea that um you did not have to follow a certain strict path and go ahead you, you go to school and then at 18 or you go to work or you choose to go to university or whatever and get a degree and then start working was that something that your parents or your brothers or your family or who inspired you like that to to of that of that belief i'm not sure where that belief comes from uh, i think it comes from the fact that I had a very, uh, I was very free in my youth. I, I could go, I was very loved. And I mean, I had a, a very stable and, and very mm -hmm. nice family. I still have, uh, thank God, my parents are still uh, healthy and, and alive. Um, but it was like, they trusted me. So they said like, whatever you're gonna do is gonna be fine. And I did a lot of stupid things, of course, but there was a large degree of freedom. Yeah. You know? So, and I think, that is where if you live like from to give some examples my mother used to teach um uh how do you call it religion in, mm -hmm. in yeah. humanities so we were also in a catholic family so mm -hmm. we had to go to church every uh, weekend and then like at i think i was 13 i came home on the sunday i said that was the last time i go to a church i mean i can't even identify with what's being told there so it's finished 13 years and my, my mother said okay cool i understand you it's okay you don't have to go right so that stopped then when i finished humanities i had to go to university everybody was convinced and i was going to the city of ghent to register for high school and they were all convinced that i was going to do it something okay. like that right and then i came back and i said so are you registered as an IT student? I said, no, no, I'm going to do some languages. I'm going to be an interpreter. So not because I was passionate by interpretation, but in the end, I was passionate by the fact that there were only like four of these guys every year who got their degree and I wanted to be one of them. Okay. So, and I was one of them, but in the end, what, what I learned there was to be very flexible, you know, to, okay. to acquire a lot of knowledge in a very short time and then use it and then go to the next team and the next team and cope with stress and cope with uh, with pressure so um, afterwards i realized that now a lot of people are taking on the victim role when something happens it's always the, they're blaming others they're blaming the weather they're blaming the economy they're blaming the corporate whatever but you have mentioned quite a lot already um i take ownership i take ownership and it sounds mm -hmm. like you already had that mentality or mindset when you're very young unconsciously probably yes yeah okay I, I don't think i was aware of it it must have been part of of nature 
And it is the curiosity, as I said a couple of minutes ago, into not, I have a problem and I'm curious to find a solution, but I, if I look at myself as a person and the mindset that I have, I'm interested in understanding the model behind it, which okay. drove me into being more and more interested in psychology and in, in what makes people who they are. Okay. And a lot of things became clear afterwards. Stuff that I tell you now about studies and about choices. Man, I just followed my heart at the time. You know, I wasn't thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna gonna be able to learn a lot and to yeah, change. But no, yeah, just you, you, do things, you know. Hans, you say it's very simple. Yeah? I mean, I'm just following my heart. <laughs> I discovered that lesson when I was like 36 or something. Until then, I just follow my brains and I, I thought, oh, this, yeah. this would be in my head. My life would be perfect. And I was chasing like a rabbit, but I never could yeah. grasp it. So, and also at that time, I found it sounding very corny, follow your heart. I was like, is this some kind of uh, 80s slow rock song? Um, and I'm for rock songs from the 80s. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. So you say it's royal, just follow your heart. And it's true, eh? Yeah, it's, it's obviously, and you know it as well. You're also in, in, in a fanatic of understanding how people yeah. take decisions and stuff. And we take decisions with our heart. And the next thing we do is think about it. Rationalizing. What it. our heart told us. Yeah. No. And so I think I, I never really thought a lot. I just felt this, this is what you're going to do. And I did it. And, Today, if I have people coming over for coaching sessions, most of the time, that is what's happening. They feel they should do something, but their mind blocks them from doing it. And then just facilitating the process is, is one hell of a great uh, experience. Yeah, it's quite I find an interesting one. Um, are there a lot of males in your coaches? 50-50, uh, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I mean... Listen to your heart and being male, that's, I mean, something that I had to, I wouldn't say learn or either de-learn. Um, so isn't that also the fact that they actually de-learned, how they say that, that they, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, they, that they are at the moment no, no longer aware that they have to listen to their heart, actually that their heart is saying, is trying to say something, but they're so in their heads. Yeah that you have to teach them to go back to the roots and to make sure they go down? Probably. Probably, yeah. And, and that might have to do with our culture, with our Western civilization, where um, if you look at how boys are raised in general, it's yeah. um, tough. Uh, you're going to be strong. You're going to be fighting. You, you don't cry, you boy. <laughs> like the Cure song on their 17, or Boys Don't Cry album. Don't cry, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... That's, that, that's part of who we are. Yeah. Um, boys are, and, and actually, the interesting thing is, and it's a, a book I can advise everybody to read, The Human Givens. Okay. And one of the points they make is um, that actually boys are born more emotionally sensitive than girls. Oh, so okay. by nature, we are more emotional. So what our parents do to protect us from that emotion or from showing that emotion with, with boys is they toughen us. They make us tougher. Shield. But actually we are more, yeah, we are more sensitive, which is one of the reasons why, and if you think of it, if you're as a man in an argument, so you're going you're gonna to be in the talkative situation, then in the adrenaline phase, and then you're going to be like, Rah! and most men, what do they do? They leave. Yeah, yeah, they they're running away, yeah? Yeah, they run away. And actually, it's not running away because they, they uh, don't know what to say. It's an authentic self-protective act. Because men know that if they go to the next stage, their physiology will kind of play for them in a bad way. And they might have heart attacks. They might have things that they don't control. So they kind of flight away from that so mm. which is an interesting thing whereas with girls girls are raised to be oh yeah da, 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 and emotional and blah 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 but look at any argument or any critical situation 
most women will be a lot tougher yeah, yeah, yeah. in relations and stuff. You, you will have most, I, I'm, I won't generalize, but very often it's the guy who's like, oh, shit. And the girl who says like, okay, that's, that's reality. Let's face it and let's move on. In problems with kids and whatever it is, mothers tend to be relatively stronger than men. So, and, and it's our cultural system that kind of corrected or tried to correct this with the consequences we know today. Yeah, interesting one, interesting one. And do you think, I mean, there's a whole female, I wouldn't say revolution, uh, evolution, whatever, going on for years over years and years. Uh, do, do you think, I mean, but by becoming aware, because I'm also studying this for uh, raising my, my boy, not to try to educate him by the boys don't cry thing, because yeah, it, it, it will have a huge impact on his emotional state, which uh, yeah, can um, limit him in really um, uh, exploiting, of manifesting his true potential. Do you, do you think we... Yeah, we we are in the right way, or or do you think oh it is going to take hundreds of thousands of years? And when you say we, what do you mean? Uh, human, humanity. Humanity. Yeah, uh, it's difficult for me to judge. I, I, I know, just I know very small part of humanity, and I know there is mm, a lot of people adopting this methodology or or this way of raising kids. And there's a lot of people who still stick to the old traditional way. And it's good. I mean, whatever makes them happy is, is all right. I, I'm, I'm, I personally, I will be the last one to say like, Hey, what you're doing with your kid? That's not yeah, right. Yeah, you know? it's, it's not about judging. Yeah, yeah, yep. a, but, yeah, but, but, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't see um, a major shift into that because education is only a part of it, you know? Um, there's also schools, there's a lot of situations where kids uh, are raised and, and get their inspiration. Yeah. So um, well, maybe they, they get more freedom. Uh, but I mean, as a parent, that's something I know for sure. We just don't have the skills mm. to raise our kids in what I would call a near to perfect way for them. Yes which means that it's going to be different from kid to kid to kid because yeah. but the ability to make an estimation of, oh, that is the personality, that is how it's evolving, this is what I'm going to do to create an auto-transformation. Yeah. It's not imposing a transformation, it's facilitating a transformation. Yeah. And this is done by asking different questions, other questions to your kid, but engaging in different conversations by making them think differently, not by telling them don't do that, because mm -hmm. by the way, our unconscious mind does not understand negative. So if you say no. don't do that, the kid decodes do that <laughs> and they will do it. So it's, it's so, and I call it the manual of life very often, but we don't get it. When I buy a, a Karcher high pressure machine, there's a booklet in it. And if I don't know how to use it, I'll, I'll browse through it and I'll use it more or less correctly. But in life, you're just thrown on the planet and it's like, okay, just do it. Do it with whatever you find and you think that it's cool to use. And that's, that's, that's it. Um... Great. Great. Now we're going to go back. I mean, you, you, you have a lot of projects going on uh, a lot. Um, you're an entrepreneur. And the oxygen for your company is revenue, a revenue you get through customers. How yep. do you attract or find your customers or they come automatically to you? It's uh, been a work of many, many years, building a network, building um, a reputation. So, you know, the graph, it's, it's, go, it's a very slow way up, but it could be a very rapid way down. So what I do now is I kind of, try and grab opportunities, develop ideas, then use the network to see if, if it catches and then turn it into something that, that yields money without overdoing it. Um, okay. And that's also, you know, it's interesting that you talk about money. 
if there is one thing I'm not really concerned with in life, and people will say, yeah, but you have an easy story, you have a good house, you have a large garden, you blah, 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 uh, which by the way are all consequences of making choices and taking risks. Yes. yes. Um, but money is, has never, never been an objective, let alone a driver for me to do things. It has been a consequence of things that I launched and some things that I launched because I was passionate about them still don't yield a euro. <laughs> and other things I started because I really enjoyed doing them mm -hmm. generated revenue. Yeah. So it's cool, but it, it was never, now I'm going to do something and this is going money. to be the, yeah. the, the, the turnover that I'm going to do. No, I'm not. But isn't that also a result that the fact you like money, you like money. You, you don't have a problem with the word money. There are a lot of people who think money is dirty and, and it's, you cannot talk about it. Um, and so they have a kind of scarcity in their mindset about money. And I believe they are limiting themselves. Maybe, maybe. I, and I also, the, I mean, it's, it's also, yeah, it, it, it's, it's to do with stretch and again with taking ownership, you know. The, the top level, if you, if you look and you're familiar with the logical levels by Robert Diltz, eh, the, the, the spiritual goal, the identity, the beliefs and the values, the resources, the behavior and the environment, money is nothing but a resource. And so your true happiness comes from a lot higher. Yes. It's from what is your spiritual goal and who are you? Mm -hmm. um, which in my case translates into if I have money, I will spend money. Yeah. If I don't have money, I feel exactly as happy. Yeah. There is it. not a minute I will not sleep because of worries about money. But and today with Corona, actually, of course, like any independent worker, like any company, you see like your revenues, bam, you don't even know what May is going to bring, what June is going to bring. Then there's the holiday, which are traditionally empty months. So I know that the bank account sooner or later will be like empty. And if it's empty, then it will be empty, right? But that should not affect me as an individual in living a life, in being yeah. happy, in, yeah. in finding creative ways to kind of survive until things get better again. Yeah. And then they will, they will get better. And then there will be maybe a surplus and there will be too much until the next moment when we have a crisis, when it will be down again. And yeah. that's something that, that is valuable. And I mean, if, if people could like detach from that resource, yeah. Level, yeah. which is what is it that I have? Yeah. And what is that I can lose? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Just get back into what really matters. Who am I? What is my spiritual goal? Yeah. I don't have to be even, but. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's the thing. Eh? I mean, what I hear you say is that, uh, a lot of people are dying, are attached, are attaching how much they have or they make mm -hmm. um, with their identity, who they are. Um, yeah. that, that, that's one thing. And also the fact that, yeah, um, that they think, and this is a common belief also that I had, is that I will be, when I'm successful, I will be lucky. And then I will be happy. So when I reach like, and success you can define with everyone, with everyone, a big house, lots of money, with a special, yep. I don't know, a million or whatever, or a hundred thousand mm -hmm. euros, a uh, big car, etc., etc., or a title in a position, and that becomes your identity. And and they think when I reach that, I will be happy. Some people yep. reach that, and then they discover shit. I feel even yeah. I feel the same and I'm actually I don't feel good yeah. and I didn't felt in the in the past good so but the real key there is like you said is just to flip it the other way around is you're happy right now in the here and now which what is yeah and that's okay and if yeah. you achieve something great it's not and if you don't it's it's okay yeah. it's it doesn't going to affect the way you feel yeah. about yourself Absolutely. And, and your goal should rather be, who do I want to be yes. within five years, yeah. much more than what do I want to have yeah, that's it. within five years. And the thing that you mentioned, I had in one of the parlays, a guy, um, 29, 
and he came and he said like when i was 19 i started to study uh, engineering stuff and that and i said when i'm 30 i want to have a monthly fixed revenue of at least 10,000 euros on my mm -hmm. bank account yeah. and my dream car which yeah. i'm not going to tell you what car it was but the evening he came i heard like a tank coming in the street it was like this v12 powered <laughs> engine with whatever like say hmm, what's happening so i go up out of, i'm in a basement here i go up and, and i see this this beautiful car on the parking lot say so, wow and the guy gets out and his thing was that his spiritual goal as he perceived it was i need 10k every month and this car and so he was just on the eve of getting 30 and he had it and he had had it for a couple of years and he felt empty and unhappy because there his he, he as you said he kind of mixed up the mm. spiritual goal with the resource but he, he, he put his ladder to the wrong mountain and absolutely and 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 the thing is that that's and it's it's also a typical at maybe 30 so it's it's typical that social media they have that kind of and it's not something against you as that, but they have that typical hustle mentality and that big car with that 10k in the month of passive income thing uh, which uh, you hear a lot and mm. yeah, people think it's easier I want to be like that 10k in a month yeah. and the jet set life and some of yeah. them achieve that and they are not happy because they mm. they put the money as a kind of a goal yeah. and if you do that it's yeah it's um, yeah it's not going to make you happy and people can find it yeah yeah but when you don't have money you will not be happy either yeah that's true but it's it's it's, yeah, it's for me it's quite simple yeah. it's just walking the path and it's like driving a car and you only can see 10 meters ahead and mm -hmm. the your trick is the fuel on your body is really the energy the positive energy the passion as you can call it and it's mm -hmm. that part which is going to unfold while you were walking yeah. on it yeah. and that's for me the part uh, a lot of people ask me what do you think about this podcast how are you going to monetize and like it just gave give me passion and yeah. energy, positive energy. And yeah. as you know, we're, we're both musicians. Yeah. For me, it's the same thing. I don't yeah. have a guitar. I, mean, I have a guitar it's standing over there, but I'm not playing it. But it's the same thing for me. It's, 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 mm -hmm. it's, it, it gives me passion. It's connecting. It's engaging with an audience. Yeah. So for me, it's the same thing. So why yeah. should I ask myself right now, uh, how can I monetize this? I think money is always, um, it's not always, let's not generalize, but for me, money is a consequence of something that, yeah. well, took a turn where money was, was like yeah. a nice reward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's, it's obvious that it's a concern because there's bills to pay, et cetera. Yeah, so yeah, you, it's, it's good, it's decent to, to be aware that, that you shouldn't be naive, as I said, but... The thing is that, as you, as you say, you, you do it and when it's okay, you know, the hedgehog principle, the, the passion, the talent, and then the revenue model. And if you're somewhere in between the, yeah. the, the cutting point of the three circles, then you're in a, you, you found the thing. Mm -hmm. But looking for the thing will almost keep you eternally away from the yes. thing. It's just a matter of living your passion, discovering your talents, and then be alert for maybe revenue yeah. opportunities. Yeah. And you will automatically yeah. be attracted to the center. And then yeah. all of a sudden you will see like, oh, well, there's money on my bank yeah. account. Well, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm even making more fun now. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, that's, uh... And if there is no money, you will be as happy as you were. Um... Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah? I mean, I think... I, I think the best advice is uh, the biggest lesson that I learned is to instead of looking at your bank account which is important I'm not going to say of course you have yeah, bills no, to absolutely. pay and things like that and I also like beautiful stuff eh? I don't have anything against it but it's really about what um, uh, the I look not. I do not look at it from a perspective of having a bank account, but rather, instead of the question, what amount of money will this add to my bank account? But 
what amount of happiness will this add to my happiness yeah. account? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And since I am now becoming 45, but when I had that principle around four, I was 40, mm -hmm. 39 or something, every decision I make, I mean, it's, it's, it, you're in flow. Eh? Jan Bomerie yeah. is talking about flow, but that's the thing. Yeah. So, Absolutely. and then it propels you forward and then it's really effortless living because before that, yeah. when you, you use your brain, I really believe, I use your brain, use the more rational part of it. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. believe that, that I'm focusing on the money and the status and the position. It's really hard struggle and hard work. And it feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have struggles and, and obstacles today? Yes, but I see them as lessons and things that I learn. And it's the progress and then enjoy the journey. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it's taking, it's, it isn't draining energy. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and that has to do with your reference frame. Um, a lot of people, and they're perfectly right if they feel good with it, with that, is they build their lives with projection on other people. Like how many people are proud that they are senior vice president or whatever on their business card? So they, they, uh, their identity label becomes like the reference point for people outside, you know, I have this experience and I have that and I live, etc. And it's good. And I have this car and whatever. It's okay. I mean, it's good. If, if that really drives your happiness in a, in a kind of a way that you never come in a point to a point in your life where you say, hmm, it's not maybe that, then it's, it's cool. But the essential thing is, is much rather the projection onto yourself. Who was I yesterday and who am I today? And is it going in a positive direction or is it taking a bad turn? And if it takes a bad turn, I decide it. I listen to the voice in my head that tells me in the morning, Hans, this is going to be a lousy day or in the evening, you're not going to sleep. You're going to be worried about this and that and the other thing, but it's my voice. So I can decide like, no, 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 it's going to be different. It's going to be a great day. And now I'm going to sleep. And even if I have to pretend that it's going to be like that, it's good. You can pretend in the morning that it's going to be a fine day. And the next thing you do is you forget that you are pretending. Yeah. And you just make it a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. You are in charge. It's, it's your game. You are, to, to use quotations that are widely uh, published is you are the author of your life you're yeah, the director yeah. of your yeah. movie blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. but is, I mean, isn't that quite is, is that quite simple said that if you focus on your outer world if you want to change that and if you think that's going to make you happy or give you fulfillment whatever the word i mean it's the wrong thing if you focus on your inner world and that's the real transformation. It's always from the yeah. inside to the outside. A lot of people yeah, think it's it the other way around. Yeah. But I, 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 the outside I and I'm going to the word here. wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't use the word wrong because there are people who do it the other way around, who focus on the outside, who are, who have in their, their circle of acquaintances and friends and family, also a majority of people who function in that model. Yeah. So they find one another and they, they nourish one another and they are perfectly happy. Yes. But imagine that someone in this world meets someone of another with another mentality and would really like to get closer or achieve something and notices that that model that they are in is preventing them from achieving what they would really want to do. Then they may ask themselves, hmm, isn't it time for a change? But as long as it works for them in their, within their boundaries, within their worlds, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, live it. Yeah. Wrong is, wrong is more like a judgmental word. Where, yeah. 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 Now, Hans, how young are you? How, I, I'm, uh, I, I was born in the magical Bordeaux year of 65. 65. So that means... How you all, yeah, don't are you mention going? it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have my birthday in November. Oh, it's, so. it's, it's simple. Yeah. You're, you're turning 55. Now, if you're, yeah, going to, yeah. if you're going to go back and you're like 18 years young yep. and you're meeting with a DeLorean, uh, 1985, 
And you're meeting yep. you're meeting your your 18 year old Hans. And you what would be like one two three things that you would give as an advice from the 55 year old yep. Hans to the 18 year old Hans. Yeah, well, it's the the coincidence is that my son is 18 years old. So what, no, what I would no tell myself is what I would. Eh? But I would tell him, <laughs> it is just follow your heart, okay. trust yourself, and be confident that in the end it will all turn right as long as you maintain ownership of things. So assume your responsibilities or whatever you want to call it, but you're in charge, so trust yourself. Yeah. And I mean, you studied a lot um, and still studying, still learning. What are your current role models? People that you admire, that inspire you in, in a certain domain? Um... Well, as an entrepreneur and without knowing the guy really, I haven't studied him or modeled him, but I'm, I've, I've always had this silent admiration for Richard Branson. Okay. Because this guy, well, this guy at... for him, Life, I've never read a book of him. I, I don't even know half of what he's doing. Yeah. But when I see updates or on social media, and, and ever since I, I, I follow the guy, I mean, it's cool. You know, he, he knows how to manage, manage is not even, how to lead people, mm -hmm. how to take initiatives, how to be in charge of himself, how to live a life that is really what he wants to do. So okay. that's cool. Um, and other, well, not really that many people, um, some authors, some books that I really like. So it's uh, Sapiens uh, from Harari was one of my eye openers. Uh, the Human Givens I've already um, referred to is, is really a must read. I'm reading some books by Robert Diltz on, on how our system works in our head, how we, how our belief system works and how we can uh, change um, things. Um, so these are, yeah, a couple of, of books and one person that I think, well, yeah, it's not a role model, but I kind yeah. of like their way of, uh, of living. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Now, and this is of course, I know you will answer this question, of course, with a, a special answer. Um, if you can look back, I mean, success doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you have to, yeah, you have to, you've learned lessons. Sometimes we call them mistakes or failures. What, what, what are the lessons for you that you learned? Like, I mean, be careful trusting people or, or, or take care of your money or, or invest or, or what are the lessons for you yeah, that you, the, 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 yeah, that you have learned? Well, I'm, I think I'm going to repeat myself again. It's take ownership. <laughs> You're okay. in charge. You coach yourself. And the second lesson is that I give myself until, well, even beyond, but let's say that I still have got like over 25 years ahead to finally maybe succeed in building a career. <laughs> okay. So uh, what I'm doing now is just the, the playground, you know, okay. and it's moving on slowly and steadily, but um, there's still stuff that's going to happen. I don't know what, but I give myself still like about 30 years to realize okay. it. And I mean, uh, you're doing a lot of projects. Eh? You're mentioning with the t-shirt of the Brain Pirate and you're doing stuff for Microsoft because I've seen you actually in, yeah, in, in different situations yep. by accident. What is now the one thing that you, yeah, the number one that you really, really like? Or is or does or does well? Not you know what? Exists? What I really like is get up in the morning and go out with a cup of coffee or water or a, a fresh orange juice, and then go to the back of my garden, take a seat, and then watch my sheep and the horses and the birds and the rabbits and nature waking up, and then the sun raises rises behind me and then you see like this this light that goes over the country and it's sometimes half an hour sometimes 15 minutes sometimes one hour and a half where you're just like doing nothing emptying that's, your mind that's meditation Enjoy. by the way 
yeah, yeah, maybe you can call it whatever you want. It's this restful moment where very often interesting ideas pop up later on. But that is really what I enjoy or one of the things because there's, you know, I'm in options. So there's a lot of things I enjoy. But this is at this moment uh, an activity I, I even enjoy more consciously than than before. But yeah, yeah absolutely. And and that's that's actually it brings us back to who we are and and what we what we experience around us, and everything else is a choice. I mean, if if I will never do that's something I told myself long time ago. Not that I will never do, but the moment that I wake up and I see that I'm going to have to do something that I don't like to do, the first time I'm going to say no, no, maybe it's just a day. <laughs> The second time I'm going to say, give it one more chance. And the third time I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop doing it because I can decide that I'm going to stop doing it because I also decided that I was going to start doing it. Yeah. So what do I like to do most? Well, about everything I do. We have done this great project here in, in our local town to help entrepreneurs in their online business. We are now launching next Friday a similar project, but more large scale for artists, more classic classic artists okay. and, and jazz artists who also have empty books and it's going to be like a sort of a crowdfunding platform. Uh, so we are building this now and it, this is going to be, it's going to be cool. Maybe we'll make some money, but it's not the purpose, but it's, 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 it's fun. We have the Brain Pirates. We have Coach Your Boss, which is a, the English version of Brain Pirates. Um, I'm working on a thing called Mikromensen, the bridge builders between technology and, and people. I'm inspiring people in their digital transformation. And yeah, and, and of all these things, they are still all on the same level yeah. in terms of cool. Uh, and if one day I see like, Okay, this this is done. I mean, this doesn't give me any more satisfaction. Okay, then I then I don't do it. Yeah. Same with customers. I sometimes get requests, and then you know they're they're there on your desk. Yeah, I need to follow that up, and then you read it again. Say, oh, no, you know, no, this isn't going to give me any thrills. It, there may be like an interesting budget, <laughs> but nah, nah. Then I just don't do it. I mean. My wife can be angry about that. Like, are you going to leave that amount of money? I said, yeah, because it's not going to make me happy. And if I'm yeah. not happy, you're not happy. And, and so it's, it's really take ownership. And some, sometimes, yeah, people may say like, yeah, but it's easy because you're, you're already in, in kind of a luxury position. But it, it all hangs together. I didn't get where I am yeah. by chance, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my it. parents aren't rich. My parents-in-law aren't rich. <laughs> I, I had like a, this, this, I went broke when I was 23 with, with a huge debt where a lot of people would take like this cord and say like, this for me is the end, but you just move on and, and what happens happens. And, and that's what I would also share as a message for people. Trust yourselves. You, you are more powerful than you ever believe that you are. True. You have much more resources and everything you need is inside you. And whenever you, you know that it's there, and if you don't find it, well, then find someone who can facilitate the search, the discovery of the hidden treasures inside. And once you've discovered them and you've opened the box and you've seen like, wow, is that me? Yes, that's you. Can I do that? You probably can, right? And of course, maybe you will have to invest time and effort, but it's within reach. Yeah. And then just, just do it. Just do it. Now... Within 10 years, who is Hans? Still who I am, I think. Probably a little bit smarter, <laughs> um, with maybe even more experience. I'm not, even, I'm not even thinking about that. Just as I'm not really thinking about who was I 10 years ago and what did I know and what did I... The only thing I, I consciously know is that ever the moment I started to be very passionate about psychology and about NLP and CBT and so on. My kids, for them, it was a turning point. They said it was a daddy version one, mm -hmm. the ignorant uh, guy who did what he did without really knowing what he did. And then the version two, who was, yeah, who was totally different, which is what I hear from 
practically all of the students who follow courses uh, with me on NLP, for instance, we've had uh, 11 students graduating in, uh, in December. We are now working with another team of 10 students. We are starting in May with, with some more people. There's still some seats left. And they all say, this is a life changer. This opens up so much perspective, so much options, so much. And it's not rocket science, you know, it's, it's not a religion. It is just stuff that is there that we bring yeah. to the surface. And it was the case for me. And, and I hear it from, from many people who, who did the journey and they also, they say like, yeah. wow. And they hear it from their surroundings as well, who say like something changed. I don't know what, but you're more whatever, likable, more yeah. open, more, yeah. more easy, yeah. more whatever. Yeah. It's so cool. It, it, it brings you so much closer to that ultimate Zen way of living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nature That's, kind. Cool. Yeah. Now, last question. Um, what is for you still a crazy dream to be or to do? But it has to be a very crazy dream. Eh? I mean, yeah. like you're a musician also singing and playing guitar on, I don't know, with Coldplay, for instance? Yeah, that's a, it, I, it's a cool question. It's um, a question that I raised as well, uh, I think 10 years ago. And that was like the beginning of the fact that I moved from the house where I lived to where I live now. And the idea, the, the actual ultimate aspiration for me is to be on one or the other exotic aisle at least there needs to be sun, could be Greece, could be anywhere, but a sunny island, a relaxed atmosphere where I have this coaching, this happiness hub where people just fly in or drive in or whatever to spend the week just enjoying who they are and getting inspired by, uh, by, by things. So that, that is my ultimate aspiration Ooh. And the happiness garage that I'm currently occupying is like the in-between yeah, step. Yeah. I the come from a, a rather small house. And then we did the exercise with my coach at the time. And we went up to the spiritual level. And I said, this is really what I would like. And, and then we went down again. Yeah, so, but, and then, but if you want to do it, who would you be? Well, I, I would be like more like the kind of, of, of source of... Um, and then what would be important for you? Well, blah, 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 blah. And then in the end, you come into the environment and you say, okay, the little house where I'm living now, I can't even receive people. So, bam. <laughs> and, and six years later, I, I moved to a house that, that is somewhere in between. It's, it's, for me, it's already a dream. <laughs> but it's, it's the next step. And the next step may well be that, um, that I, I right. create things somewhere else. Yeah, maybe, then I will maybe certainly, not. I then I will certainly visit you. Certainly. Yeah, you're so welcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Hans, um, is there anything you want to share that we did not touch upon that you want to share? Unless we have another two hours. <laughs> uh, no, just maybe invite the audience to listen to the Brain Piraten podcasts. That, that's really a cool thing to do. Um, I'm going to, uh, you're going to send me over the details, I'm going to yeah, mention them in the absolutely. comments. Absolutely, yeah. So that is, that, that's uh, just fun. If you're in your car, which by the way, you don't do now, but if you're in your garden, you just put on a headset and, and you listen to our podcast. We now have um, a young guy who is remastering all the audio. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, we, I think we, oh, I have lost the count of the number of followers we have and the number of um, the, the audience, but it's, it's truly, uh, it's cool. And, and while you're at it, yep. for who is it? Everybody. I mean, everybody who is interested in getting hacks in life and dealing with the things that happen every day, maybe in a different way or just learning things or, um, we deal with, with how to deal with conflicts, how to deal with stress, how to optimize your time, how to raise your children, how to have interesting conversations at the Christmas table. So all kinds of little hacks and, and interesting things to know, uh, both in private life, professional life, and so on. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Also, I really want to thank you for your time. I'm very grateful that you were here. I wish you lots of success has been and pleasure. pleasure. And I really wish you your own Necker Island. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I would also like to um, congratulate is not even the word, but kind of, um, how do you say it? Throw you a flower for the initiatives that you have been taking in the past months eh, with, with your GROW initiative and now this, this kind of inspirational uh, thing. It's really cool, man. You're doing great stuff. I kind of appreciate it and I listen to it with, with great pleasure. So uh, keep oh, on thanks. doing what you're doing thanks. And, and allow this thing to grow and to, to get a, a, a bigger and bigger audience. And I yeah. can assure you it will because what you're doing is really top of uh, the bill. Cool. Thanks, yeah, Art. Thanks a lot. And take care. Bye-bye. Eh? Absolutely. Bye.